On a few episodes, we've talked a little bit about aliens in the news. This episode is going to be about one of my all-time favorite alien stories. You're listening to the Out of This World episode of Clapped by Fire. You're listening to Clapped by Fire. Hello and welcome. I'm Kai Maxwell, your host. Our co-host is Sean Eames and John Peterson, and you are listening to Clapped by Fire. When listening to today's story, you can hop on our Instagram page and find some pictures that we post weekly. Um, every time we post an episode, um, our handle is uh, Clapped by Fire Podcast. You can find that on Instagram. You can get on and look up pictures about today's topic. We also have just gotten a um, podcast email. It is clapbyfirepodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to request topics, uh, business inquiries, reach us out there. Again, the email is clapbyfirepodcast at gmail.com. How's it going, guys? Hey, What's boy, up? I'm good. Guys always talk at the same time. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, from now on, I talk first, and then you talk first, and yeah, we just rotate, and we'll get it all figured out. Um, that sounds great. Uh, but uh, I don't know who starts first now. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors? All right. All right. Rock. Uh, paper. Ha! Oh! <laughs> what a dick. I think he cheated. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to go first. Screw you guys. Okay, so uh, in the news, there's a viral video going on right now that happened in Los Angeles, California. Uh, If you've seen it, uh, awesome. And if you have not seen it, you need to look it up. Pretty much, there's a dash cam footage of a vehicle that is following behind another vehicle. And the vehicle in the lane to the right... Of the vehicle that is driving, um, the lug nuts come loose, the front left tire comes off, shooting in front of the car, which causes the vehicle to go completely airborne. Uh, The car launches way up in the air, ends up falling down, nose diving, and uh, the car ends up landing back on its wheels. And uh, reports say that uh, no one in the vehicle was injured, but it's still absolutely insane that a tire from another vehicle flying in front of your vehicle could cause you to go airborne. Bro, can you imagine that? <laughs> you're sitting there driving down the freeway, minding your own damn business. Next thing you know, you're being launched in the fucking air. <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> and then you land back on your wheels like, all right. <laughs> The video, it literally happens in seconds, like like seconds, like in three seconds, it's like boom, boom, airborne, boom. Like it is just insane. I can just imagine, like you know, taking a sip of like your Dr Pepper or something, and yeah, just totally just your god piss, shitting yourself as you're flying through the fucking air. (laughs) I've seen the video and it's insane. I say you kind of look at like the physics on it as well. You know, the tires rolling in a forward direction. The vehicle's going in a forward direction, and it lines up perfectly on the bumper to where that tire just takes it over, takes it out. And it's just, oh, man, just what, 15, 20 feet is, is roughly what it went? That's crazy. And it was, it's insane. If you haven't seen that, I'd go look it up. Crazy what a dash cam can actually capture. That almost makes me want to go buy one. <laughs> I see some crazy stuff that... uh would have been nice to get caught on uh, the dash cams. Oh, for sure, Accidents. for sure. Uh. Other than that, just kind of echoing uh, last week's episode, uh, you know, flood warnings in Utah based on the snow caps. Look up information. Uh, just be aware of that. Also, Sean talked about in previous episodes about the uh, tornado that happened back east and uh, still in Mississippi. Uh, they say that there's over 20 people dead and uh, – the tornado carved over 100 miles, completely just destroying everything. So um going to use this uh, this podcast and this channel. If you know anyone in those areas, definitely reach out. Ask them if they're okay. Maybe donate to some charity organizations that can that can help them out. Uh, it's de- definitely sad. Uh, just 
I can't, dude. I can't even imagine just like buying a house in the shitty economy and then just having a tornado come wipe it out. Like, does insurance cover that, or how how does that work out? Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> I mean, so I lived in Texas, and yeah, you have like special insurance forms for stuff like that. Like, but I don't know. You don't get like your full money back on your house or anything like that. Like, they got to come by, redoze the whole thing, re you know put a new plot down and and start over but you still only get like i think it was like three quarters not even not even that of what your house was worth so so how do you not just become homeless after that then like how you know what i mean like that just you you lose everything well welcome to our economy man i don't know freaking crazy that's that's absolutely sad and absolutely devastating i'm i'm glad that uh, this podcast is based in utah where we have these nice enormously large uh completely packed with snow mountains completely surrounding us it's cold as balls here but uh i guess it's better than nothing i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah we do get tornadoes but nothing like the south dude so little dust devils you mean well i mean way back in the day in the 80s and stuff like that, we've we've had a couple of tornadoes touch down i mean they're not like f5s or anything crazy you know they're like little twos and threes but yeah we've had a couple and like Utah, can't, like where, where at in Utah? Like where? Solid City. Yeah, the last one I think it was like in '95 or '97, um, where it hit uh, downtown Salt Lake for a little bit. I think it was the last one that I remember. Yep. I'm jinxing us. We're gonna have another earthquake here again yeah. soon. Nah, I should Damn tell you, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> who, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure Who's exactly. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not sure exactly when the. Uh, the tornado happened it could be 95 96 97 but maybe it was around the same day that you were born i was like <laughs> tornado coming in was like giving us an omen that you know we, we got a someone to deal with later on i'm gonna meet oh, you at shit. that flagpole boy <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, and something else too. I, i've got so many people that, that say that they say <laughs> I, I'm just telling you guys, you guys got to listen to the other episodes because we, we, we make so many inside jokes, so many jokes that are referencing other episodes. So if we say something and you don't understand what we're talking about, you probably just need to listen to a couple episodes back. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So, something else too, before I pass on the talking stick real fast. Um, we actually got some hate mail, and so I uh, I turned the question and answer off on the podcast. Um, so it's been actually off for the past couple episodes. You have not been able to get on and uh, give us comments about uh, previous episodes. But uh, I have officially turned it back on, and um, I've actually gone through and I've put in some censoring words. So, you know, obviously the top 25 swear words or whatever, if you're going to get on and talk shit on the podcast, uh, it's going to censor it, and it won't even show up, so we won't even see it now. So, <laughs> joke's on you. So uh, if you listen to an episode and you want to give some feedback, uh, give some input, the question A is back up, and uh, feel free to uh, hop on there and say it. But just saying if you're going to say something that is uh, <clears throat> hateful, uh, you know, sexist, racist, whatever the fuck you want, it's just going to be deleted, and we won't even see it. So there you go. All right, just so on that line, since we do have the email up, uh, I think I'll be checking that a little bit uh, mostly. Uh, go ahead and send whatever. I mean, it's not going to affect me. Uh, <laughs> and I actually might be sending some negative stuff back to you. So, I mean, it's you have a good little uh, on you, online argument. <laughs> Say, I, I, I'm just one of those it. people that, uh, like I said, I've, I've done social media for a long time now, and uh, it, it's one of those things like it doesn't affect you, doesn't affect you, but when you've got a lot of people messaging you, just talking shit, like, I, I don't know if it just wear, wears me down over time, so I that, that's what I do, I just won't even put up with it, I don't even put up with it in the first place, so I'm, I'm a little different, if you want to talk shit to Sean, uh, go hit him up. Uh, if you message me like on any of my socials or anything like that, you're probably just going to get blocked. So a little, little different story there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give a shit either. So, <laughs> in in uh, uh, my side, the only story that I could come up with is uh, in 1974, they found the uh, Terracotta Army, you know, the, the statues that were in 
China that have like the horses and like all the soldiers and whatnot. They, they dug that up today. So I did find that information out for a little side note. Whenever I hear terracotta, I think of that system of the down song. Banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome history, but uh, that's the, that whenever I hear that word pops in my head. head. <laughs> oh, really? Exactly you know that song too? My head. Absolutely. So you brought that up, and I was actually going to bring it up too because ever since you said that word, it just kind of flew up in my head. <laughs> Isn't terra? What, what even is terracotta pie? Is it a type of clay? Is it what? Is it like a recipe? Uh, what, like what? What is it, Sean? Do you know? Is, is that really the words? <laughs> no. What? What is terra? What is terracotta? What does that mean? Uh, uh, so, it, as far as I understand it, it's uh, the Quinchi Huang uh, was the emperor at the time, and these terracotta soldiers are the type of uh, clay soldier that they've formed and molded to you know be like uh, a life-size replica of them so as far as i think it's it's uh just the clay and whatnot that that they use banana, banana, so. banana, ter- okay okay cool cool but Interesting. yeah i don't know yeah. <laughs> yo john you got anything in the news anything interesting uh, we're talking about aliens so- today and i i i'm, I'm excited Right, good. So my news for the day is uh, kind of going back to one of our future episodes uh, when we talked about the um, family murder down in Enoch. Uh, they hate family. Um, so what they did afterwards is kind of release some of the information um, that it was actually a wellness check. So it was actually one of their neighbors that went in uh, and found the bodies uh, for that. Uh, they went in a few days later with a warrant um, from the 5th District Court um, to search a lot of the uh, all the electronics. And they found a text message from, I think, the 17-year-old daughter to one of her friends that um, her dad's acting weird and she was scared. Um, also goes into the little bit more that they found out that uh, he had been served divorce papers. Um, and his wife and one of the daughters went to a, a church meeting or a church activity the night before where they met with someone and, um, they were worried. Um, another reason why, uh, her parents or her mom was in town was to, uh, go ahead and, uh, help her transition to move out or have him move out, um, because of the divorce, uh, that was put out there. And, um, yeah, the next day, um, he snapped and murdered, but a lot of stuff has come out, um, about that. Uh, the family was found by a neighbor because the neighbors were worried because of the, uh, stuff was said at the church activity the night before. And, um, it's just, just insane. So they were actually buried in Leverk in Utah, correct? Yes. I think it was like, uh, January something. So I've seen some, I don't know who took some drone, somebody, somebody took some drone footage, uh, some drone pictures of the funeral. And, uh, yeah, that story is just crazy because usually when you see a funeral, you know, you see just, you know, there's like the one casket, a bunch of people, people gather around, but the, there's some drone pictures that you can look up that, you know, there's, there's five caskets and the husband was actually buried right next to the family. If I, if I remember correctly, and that's I don't know, dude. Just, just crazy that there's all these warning signs, all these warning signs, and it wasn't able to be. Uh, so sad that it was not able to be uh, captured and and stopped before uh, the the horrendous crime uh, ended up happening. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, that is. Sad. Oh, and another another thing, real quick, is uh, a few days before that, uh, a lot of the. F- extended family members came and took all the guns out of the house, but they missed one. Oh shit. So they they thought that something was going on. Something was going to happen. And so they tried to take precautions for it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's tragic, dude. It's just a horrible story. Something bad happened. Just last thing. One of the last ones is that the, um, what the oldest daughter was actually friends with uh my niece down there as well so 
Oh, shit. If you ever feel that your life's in danger from your partner or um, that there's options, you either need to go to the police and get a restraining order. Police will come back to your house and uh, they will uh, protect you while you're able to gather your belongings. Or two, there's safe houses where you're able to leave and go live in. And, and, uh, like th there's options. Um, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, you know, people, people just need to cool down and, uh, but, but there, there is options. If you ever feel that your life's in danger, please, please, please just call 911 or, you know, go get a restraining order or, or, or just fucking leave. Like, I just, uh, let, like, you know, John telling us about this, but I've also done, uh, a little bit of reading up on this story, and it, it just seems like there were signs. Uh, there's been signs for a while, you know, family arguing. He made some threats, was abusive. Um, and, and like I said, if your life ever just feels like it's in danger, get the fuck out of there. There is there is ways, you know, you can call the police. You can say that you don't feel safe. Um, and, uh, you know, police will come to your house and they will uh, they will protect you and watch over you while you gather your belongings. There is there is ways. So it's just crazy, truly sad. Um, but always just always know that there's hope out there. Um, if you're ever, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, people that might be in the same situation. Just always always make sure you're there for them. And there is there is ways to protect yourself uh, from abuse and uh, get out of these situations. Absolutely crazy sad devastating so just so everyone knows oh yeah for sure <clears throat> well, that's all that i got for this time cool 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 well john is going to be taking our uh he's going to be taking over today talking about aliens before we start real fast uh uh let's just go around the circle real fast and uh talk about uh if you believe in aliens or not and what's your theories on them all right, I'll go. <laughs> you you won the rock paper scissors, remember? That, that's sure, right, sure. paper bitch. But <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I hundred percent believe in aliens. Uh, I think you'd have to be kind of kind of dumb to think that we are the only life out there in this universe. Like, it's got to be, you know, out of billions of stars, billions of planets. Like, whatever. Do do I necessarily think that? What we're dealing with right now with the government shooting down aliens and blah, blah, blah is real. No, no, I don't. Um, but, yeah, I 100% believe in them. And I've seen things in the sky that I can't explain, whether that be man-made or, or alien-wise, you know. Like, it's, uh, yeah, you, you have to kind of think that there's other life out there somewhere, for sure. What do you think, John? Um, me, personally, I'm I'm a believer. Um so actually going a little bit towards the beginning of the uh what I'm, in my notes that uh there's there's stuff that's actually been kind of close to the family as well and uh same thing with Sean you know billions and upon billions of stars and life out there you know it's like you're you're going to find something you know do i believe in every single abductee um or UFO sighting, no. Do I believe it's a possibility on some of them? You know, yeah. Do I believe that some of them are uh, are the truth? You know, yeah, there's some that actually get me to to think that there is. For sure. Interesting. So here's my theory. I'm definitely a factual person. I like to believe in science. I like to believe that everything has an explanation. Um. And uh, when I think of aliens, I do not think of, like, other people on other planet. When I think of aliens, I think of, like, some weird, like, monster thing we've never seen before. So, you know, if you go to, like, the moon and you find water on the moon, the moon has bacteria in it. Alien technically means just not of this planet. But there's a lot of things on this planet that I personally think are, like, pretty alien-like. Uh, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes... Um, if you ever done research like on octopuses and just like certain bacteria, like there's things on this planet that don't really seem like they should be here. You know what I mean? An octopus sure. like it has multiple arms. You cut off its arm, it freaking grows back. The thing has like multiple hearts. You stab one heart, it's still able to survive, regenerate. Like that, that doesn't sound like of this planet to me. And I am open to the theory that the, you know there is life out there, but. 
you know, you like you see all this stuff from like the Hubble telescope of like taking pictures of all these planets, and it's just like a lot. A lot of people say like aliens just haven't shown themselves to us, and I think the aliens, like if they are real, they are here already. And uh, like I, I don't know. Pos- I, I'm, I'm open to the possibility. So all that's right. uh, that's my two cents on that. And uh, like I said, John's doing that episode today, so uh, take it away. All right. So when it comes to UFO sightings, there are a few that kind of stand out, like Betty and Barty Hill, who are claimed to be abducted by extraterrestrials in rural part of New Hampshire on September 19th, 1961, or Travis Walton, who claimed to be abducted near Snowflake, Arizona, November 5th, 1975. One of the cool things about this one is that my dad's cousin Ken Peterson was one of the one was one of the men that was in the truck when Travis disappeared after being engulfed by a very bright light. I've never met Ken, but my dad did say that he's talked to him once or twice about it, and he seemed to have all of his marbles. And that's kind of a cool story in my little thing. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I remember watching like a, a movie back in the nineties called fire in the sky. And it was about this, um, abduction. And I didn't know anything about it before. My dad's just like, Oh yeah. Um, uh, that guy right there in the movie, uh, he's portraying my cousin, Ken. Um, cause you know, this kind of stuff happened to him. So doing a lot of research over the years, uh, All right, Ken. So if you're listening it. to this, hit us up. We need to know. Yeah. We need an interview. Oh, for sure. We got the email now. Hit us up. So a lot, yeah, a lot of people don't know. Like, uh, he he doesn't really talk about it as much. Um, they've done some documentaries in the past where he's opened up uh, a little bit on that story. Is after he disappeared, they went down and reported the the strange occurrence. Within the five days that um, Travis was missing, uh, every single one of the guys in the truck. Uh, were um, questioned, uh, lie detector tests. Every one of them passed. They all had the same story. You know, everyone passed the lie detector test, and then they were like, you know, we, we're not sure what's going on. And then five days later, he showed back up with a, a crazy story. So it's insane. So there's no, anal, into- there's no anal probes in this story, right? Uh, <laughs> not not in my story um but uh <laughs> i just uh trying yeah, to prepare something myself i want to try one time. here oh <laughs> uh, no anal probes in this one it's uh it's more down to earth uh no anal um kind of story for me <laughs> so before we jump into the main topic uh let's go ahead and jump into the clap mobile Hop in, boys. It's going to be a good one. All right. So first off, let me ask you if you guys have heard anything on Indrid Cold. No. I have not. The only thing that I necessarily know about aliens that hits a little bit close to home um, my wife actually grew up in Snowflake, Arizona, and there's actually a crazy, we might cover it one of these times, but, uh, no, sir. Snowflake, Arizona, you mean the, uh, Travis Walton case that I was just talking about? That, that's about the lumberjack that- dude that, uh, goes missing and they set out a big search team, can't find him. And, uh, you know, shows up a couple days later, yeah, abducted by aliens, ended up writing a book, and, you know, still to this day standing his ground about, yeah, I was fucking abducted by aliens. Yeah, yeah, same dude. Yeah. Dude, that's I don't, I don't know names. I don't know names, bro. Cousin. You gotta, you gotta, oh, really? That's the one that I just, that's the one that I just talked about. Yeah, that was Travis Walton. Okay, okay, bro, you, you gotta say, like, the place, because I'm not a names person. I'm so, I feel stupid now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. so it's, yeah, it's the same story. So I don't know if you guys have heard of Injured Cold. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get into a little bit of this guy's history. So we're going to look into a little bit about this man that uh, had this encounter. 
and uh, the next day had an interview. So we're going to go into a little bit of the interview um, starting the next day. So on November 2nd, 1966, uh, out on his usual um, start, eh, started out as his usual night for Durenberg, the guy that's driving the truck. He was on his way back from making a sale in uh, Marietta, Ohio. Driving along Highway 77 near an interchange on Route Number 47, the night was calm and all is well. That is until a giant saucer-shaped craft apparently landed on the road right in front of his truck, forcing him to stop. As an astonished Durenberg looked on, he says that the hatch opened on the side of the craft and out climbed a figure that looked like a man with dark skin, walked towards him, the truck walked towards the truck, even as the UFO described as a dark gray in color, slightly reflective, floating about five to six inches from the ground. Dorenberg would later describe the scene. Sound when it was hovering over the ground and when it was lifting, it couldn't distinguish a difference um, at all. So when it was hovering and when it decided to take back off, there was no, no change in it at all. It was a low fluttery noise. If you have ever heard the blades of a helicopter as it was idling, sitting on the ground, that would be the closest that he could use to describe the noise, but it was very, very quiet. So it was like a thump, 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 just not, not too audible at all. It was approximately eight to, ten, eight to 10 inches off the ground. As soon as it came to a stop, immediately there was a door on the side facing me open and this man stepped out and started walking immediately right to the right hand of the truck. He had a top coat on and it was zipped down in the front. His top and second buttons on the coat were unbuttoned. Like the coat, it was open. Yeah. His outfit was shiny and material. It was a glossy fit, like it was a metallic. I suppose you could call it. Um, and his shirt was a little bit darker than his jacket. Below his coat, he had trousers of the same kind of cloth material. I believe the trousers were a shade lighter than his coat. He looked perfectly normal, as normal as any human being he had. Uh, his face looked like he was, he had a good tan, deep suntan. He was not too dark, but it was just like he had been out of the sun a lot. Um, like summer would be at towards the end of the summer. His hair was combed straight back. It was a dark brown, and it seemed to have a good thick head of hair. His eyebrows, his face, his eyebrows, his face, his features were normal. I didn't believe he looked any different from any other man that you would meet on the street. An unusually normal looking strange walk towards the truck. He apparently made telepathic contact with Durenberg on him that he meant no harm and just wanted to talk. At this point, the witness was afraid, but he was unable to move or tear his eyes away from the, from the surreal sight. Merely sitting there calmly as a strange man from the UFO approached, Ehrenberg would appear on TV interviews the very next day, which he talked about the encounter with Arnold Maines of WTAP-TV, explaining what happened next. He walked to the right hand of the truck and told me to roll down the window. He asked me to roll down the window on the right hand side of the truck and I don't, I done what he asked. And this man stood there and he first asked me what I was called. I want, I know he meant me, he meant my name. I told him my name and he asked he said why are you frightened he said 
<laughs> don't no be shit. frightened. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't be frightened. He, he wished you no harm. He said, we mean you no harm. We wish you only happiness. And I told him my name. And when I told him my name, he said he was called Cold. That was the name that he was called. And he asked me what the city of Parkersburg, what's the city of Parkersburg? He pointed at the lights of the city. Then point, he gave me the impression that he was pointing and asked me what that was called. And I told him it was Parkersburg. It was a city town. And he asked me if most all the people lived in the city or town. I explained to him it was a place of business. It was it was where we transact our business, but not all not all people lived in the communities, outlying communities. Most of the people and most of the people and I told him that it was a city. He said that there where his home was was called a gathering so this is coming from an interview so if i'm just kind of so it, <laughs> the way he talked i'm trying to speak the way he he spoke in the interview so that's why i'm kind of jumping around and having issues with the uh with that what if this alien so, guy was like dude where's the fucking pub i need a drink <laughs> oh, oh that dude that's nice. on fifth street down there bro like hey, you want to i'll buy you bro <laughs> tell him he's driving now you gotta show up in that it's like shit. hey <laughs> hey i got a shotgun just let him know you got a shotgun <sighs> so where he's from they don't call it cities they call it gatherings and again he told me don't be frightened which he was I was very frightened as far as I could understand. This was all mental. There was no spoken words from him. I knew that he was thinking what he was thinking, but yet I stood there and his mouth didn't move. He had a smile on his face and appeared very courteous and friendly. After I talked with him for a while, he told me, we will see each other again. And he left in his vehicle, all very strange indeed. The experience deeply disturbed Durenberg. He rushed home in a panic, appearing to his wife in almost, almost like a zombie. His face ashen and his hands trembling, he sat in the kitchen table for some time, staring into space and incoherent, to the point that his wife was not sure what to do. And she was very worried. Finally, he was able to and willing uh, his body into action and called the police. Next morning, media and police swarmed his house and he became an instant town celebrity. The story of the bizarre encounter splashed over all the news and appearing in TV interviews. There were so many people milling about and calling the house at all hours that it strained uh, during Berg's marriage, but it seemed that all the weirdness was not over yet. A few days later, on November 4th, Durenberg would have an, another alleged encounter with the mysterious injured cold. This time, he was heading back home from Pemeroy, Idaho, with a friend. He claimed that they were both had seen the ship hover above them, Durenberg said that he began receiving telepathic messages from Cold. He would then give a rather startling revelation when he spoke about this second encounter with the UFO researcher M. Spron Marling, who was writing an article for a publication, Flying Saucers UFO Reports. Thing. So this is um, I'm saying on another interview. See, Mr. Harling, I wasn't, I wasn't the person Cole planned on contacting the first time. He told me since he was really homing in on the car in front of me. A fellow he kept under watch for several days and believed would be a good communicant, but the man's car was so close to a busy intersection that Cold was afraid there might be an accident if he dropped down in front of him he chose me instead 
He wasn't sorry. He told me I'm receptive, a good communicant. During the second encounter, Cold apparently gave Dorenberg a great amount of information about himself and his home planet, which he called Lanulos. And the witness would explain it all, uh, would explain all this to Marling. He said, He's from a planet called La Nudos, orbiting the sun, much like ours, in the Grimades star cluster. They were woods, streams, fields, and oceans, same as we have. They've been taking samples of our vegetation and animals. Ours, our world is much like theirs. Cold is married. His wife is named Kimmy, and he had two sons at the time. Uh, he has three children now and was born right around Christmas time, a little girl. They're time travelers. They're in the fourth dimension. One reason they can't stay here too long at a time is because they get younger down here instead of older. The lifespan is 125 to 175 years. But they, if they stayed here too long, he thinks that they um, think they go back in years as far as they might possibly. So, so former, they think that uh, if he stay here too long, then um, they get younger and he doesn't want to stay here for too long at a time because they think that uh, um, they're going to forget how to manipulate their crafts. So I've got an honest question for you guys. Go ahead. Elon Musk, you know, designs this ship. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sean, you're hilarious. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, we sent each other gifts during the the episode, and I just could not laugh without seeing that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so honest question for you guys. Let's say Elon Musk uh, develops these spacecrafts, allow us to go to other planets. Like, do you honestly think that America, like, like we always hear about aliens coming to our planets and. They're here to like study us or get samples, but like, do you on like like what do you think America or 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 our planet in general would do if we went to go visit other aliens? Because I'm thinking we'd walk in, say, "Hey, you're gonna start paying taxes and shit. Uh, you know, we're gonna nuke <laughs> your ass, like, and you're gonna you're gonna have freedom. You know, like that's what I see America do. What, what do you guys think? What do you th- what do you think uh, our planet would do if we ever went to other planets that had life on them? shit man i have no idea like damn <laughs> <laughs> you think we'd go and kill them all and steal all the resources you think we'd come in peace like uh they supposedly do to us or <laughs> like like in all honesty what do, you, what do you think america would do i just the thing go in peace uh depends on who's in charge <laughs> depending on who's in charge <laughs> depending on who's in charge yeah what if uh, what if the planet like their technology was less advanced than ours? If you think we we'd take advantage superior, of them? Absolutely, I guarantee we'd take more advantage of them. Let's just, uh, I mean, look what we do to each other. You know, why wouldn't we do it to an alien race? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty fucked up thought process. But I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking that if. Uh, <coughs> if we ever got the technology to go visit other places. I do not think that. Uh, we would play nice i think that uh you know cia would continually uh say you know start doing conspiracy theories start doing crazy shit so yeah i, I don't know i just thought i'd throw that out there for sure oh yeah so he told them on several occasions that there are people on this planet travel and trade with other planets all the time that there's that they want and that's what they want to do here. Lalunos has many things that would be of value to us, and we have many things that would be of value to Lalunos. Old wants to have a friendly exchange. There is a so there's a landing base on the moon is shared by many interplanetary civilizations those from la lunos also have a mothership up there 
Big as a football field and nine stories high. Equipped with birthing docks, a scout ship uh, lands there and are taken aboard the mothership. Gernberg went on to claim that the U.S. government and NASA knows all about this. It also claims that there were such bases on Mars and Venus as well. In addition, according to Dornborg, in later days, Old would make frequent appearances to him around the town, even lurking outside his home on several occasions, and that his family has seen the alien as well. Interestingly, as all of this was going on, there were a wave of UFO sightings that began to come in all over the area, in particular the city of Parkersburg and the surrounding vicinities. Bernberg's story was still making the rounds heavily in the news and attracted the attention of a great paranormal researcher, John Keel, who had been in West Virginia investigating various strange goings-on. For those who don't know who Keel is, he's known for his research on Mothman. He wrote a book about the Mothman, and his research in the topic turned into a best-selling novel, which has also turned into a movie back in the early 2000s. That's a crazy story, by the way. Oh, yeah, so it's actually not not so, not too far from all that. So that's cool. Um, around the well, stuff going on, that's the same time that Keel was um, looking in well, the man. We'll have to clap that one day for sure. Oh, I think so. Um, March of 1996, Keel paid a visit uh, to Durenberg, and this is what he had to say about the interview. On Saturday, March 25th, 1967, I spent several hours with Woodrow Durenberg of Mineral Wells, West Virginia. Mr. Gary Baker of Clarksburg accompanied me on the visit to Durenberg's home. On November 2nd, 1966, a Wednesday, Mr. Durenberg was allegedly stopped on Highway 7 just outside of Parkersburg, West Virginia, by a UFO and was engaged in a brief conversation with an objects with the object's occupant. His original contact was with a man named Injured Cold. He says he came from the planet La Lunos. The story was already been widely reported, and I won't tell, retell it here. Durenberg is a charming, outgoing man with a sincere into greeting manner where there were several witnesses to the original op contact people who were driving along highway seven who claimed that they saw him actually talking to the ufo occupant since that experience mr Durmberg has been frequently visited by the ufo and has been taken for trips to the moon jupiter and saturn I don't know what I believe much in space travel, but I would love to sit down with Durenberg and listen to a little bit um, of his stories. Uh, like a little kid with his, you know, hands or, you know, head in his hands, just sitting there catching every word like he would like uh, talking to a grandpa. I think it would be pretty cool. You know, whether it's believed or not, the stories that he tells, so I think it would be a pretty cool thing to sit down and uh, for sure, man, listen to that. I believe in space travel, but it's just wrapping my brain around it is what's just, that's the worst part ever. Cause then you don't know, like, like, you know what I mean? Just like the, I think Hollywood does a great job of like trying to put it in like shows and stuff like the flash. And, uh, there's just a lot of movies that involve space travel. And I, I definitely believe it's possible, but uh, it's just one of those things just wrapping your brain and like fully understanding, like, like what's going on is totally a massive mind fuck. Right. Yeah, so for me, it's like, you know, a lot of the stories, you know, you can take them with a grain of salt. Um, but when you kind of sit down and think like, all right, well, uh, well, he's taking me up on his for a bunch of trips to the moon and Jupiter and Saturn. You're just like, all right, well, is it going a little too far there? Has it happened? Is it, you know, something that it's real? Um, 
thing that I found is there's a documentary on, I think it was Amazon, and it's called uh, Hellier. Uh, season 2 actually goes into a lot of the information about Injured Cold as well. And they actually talked to his daughter. Um, she's in a nursing home right now. The original man has passed away. Durenberg has passed away. Um, but they would actually go in and, and talk with her. And apparently, Injured Cold and his kids actually um, still visit her during the time of the documentary. Uh, every Around every Christmas, they would come and um, chat and catch up and see how everyone's doing. So it was like a lifelong thing for that whole family, not just uh, Durenberg himself. Which I thought was extremely cool. They actually tried to track him down to where he lived, um, went ahead and got a bunch of information uh, that was out there, um, what they told to Dornberg, and uh, found out where he used to live. And uh, some other people had some conversations with, with, uh, with him, and I thought that was extremely story again whether it's true or not i just think it's just fascinating to kind of go down some of those rabbit holes that they have oh yeah i always love a good rabbit hole oh yes so it was really hard to know um how much ferocity to assign to this tale durenberger uh continually upped his ante and his weirdness and until he really sort of got out of control. Uh, so again, we're, we're kind of going further and further uh, to, into what it is. But there are those who stuck with him, and he himself constantly insisted that it was all true. It was all very strange, and all has gone on to become one of the fixtures of the UFO world. When it comes to supposed conduct conductees or contactees, what he encountered out there, if anything, was any of this real at all, or merely a product of a hoax, fraud, or addled mind. So we'll never know. And it goes on to be a curious and crazy tale. Say so that's the information that I have. So Indrid Colt has been clapped. We're going to go ahead and open it up to your guys' interpretations of it. So I guess the real question is, it's like, obviously either the dude is mentally unhinged and ran with fantasy for, for years and years and instilled it into his own family, or he's telling some sort of a truth that, yeah. No one can prove nor disprove. Hearing these stories is actually interesting because, uh, um, you know, we, we live in a society where there's there's so many things that are done nowadays where people do um, uh, based on just clout, uh, get their 15 seconds of claim. But it's always interesting hearing about these stories that... Uh, you know, they witness and experience these things and then they, they stand by and hold to these stories until the day they die. I think personally that is so much more credible and believable um, if someone is willing to uh, risk their reputation um, and they, you know, even if they do get 15 seconds of fame, you know, that they, 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 they stick by their story, they don't change their story. Um, definitely makes it a lot more credible in my eyes. So... You know, if you're, what if you're gonna about, say, what about if it's an ongoing thing? Say, like you have like 20, 30 years of you know dealing with this guy. You no, know, your stories would change. You would add more to it because you have more to talk about, right? Cor yeah, correct. I'm just playing like the devil's advocate on there. Also, wouldn't like because of the publicity of it, and you've already told everyone about the story, wouldn't you then expect people to investigate such a thing? For example, you say it comes by every holiday season, every Christmas, you know what I mean, to uh, catch up with the family. Wouldn't you then post, you know, reporters outside of the house for the holiday season just to see if they could catch, you know, the UFO or 
get some sort of physical evidence that, yeah, somebody really did come by and they appeared out of freaking nowhere to to go visit with this family. Yeah. So with that, like, I think once uh, once he passed away, um, the family didn't really want the publicity. Like, this was like the first interview that the, the daughter did um, a long time. Just like yeah, he's he still comes. He's he still visits. Uh, we keep in contact and contact with his kids as well. So I mean, it's it's kind of cool. And everything that this guy tells you, he does over telepathy. So again, now, I'm not completely sold. I always thought this was an amazing, cool story. Um, I'm not completely sure. sold on everything, but just to get out and tell the story, I think that's the, pretty much the main thing you can do. Yeah, no. Everyone kind of take their own little uh, interpretation of what it is. It's, why it's why doesn't aliens ever come visit like retired veterans or like police officers? Because, like, I understand they say they come in peace, but it's like, uh, you know, what if like an alien showed up and uh, some vet has like a gun in his car, whoops it out, pops the dude in the head, and then you think the government would like cover it? So the, that's like the interesting thing about like paranormal and and alien in alien topics is it's just like even if you did have solid evidence, do you think the government would try or do you think that uh um you know agencies or whatever do you think they'd try to cover it up and hide it is is what's interesting is because you, you really just don't even know you know what I mean because like you have your word and it's like some people believe you and some people don't believe you, but it's like even if you had solid 100% factual evidence of it happening too I, I still honestly think that uh, you know people would try to cover it up it's just crazy it's crazy to think about uh, the, the, these these type of stories and and uh, to give them credit or where to not give them credit because even if you could give them credit I, I feel like people would still try to hide it you know what I mean probably true yeah the, the government would come in and they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're crazy. And uh, it was just uh, we were doing a military experiment or we were testing out a new plane or something. And, and that would even that would be the worst thing in the world, because <clears throat> imagine you had an experience where you met an extraterrestrial. You had a conversation with that extraterrestrial and you knew it was true. You knew that you weren't on you weren't high as a kite. You knew you weren't drunk. You knew for a fact it was true. And yet when you go around and, and try to share that experience or tell people everybody calls you a liar, I think that would be one of the worst things in the world because that would, that would almost make you want to uh, close your mouth and, and, and keep it quiet. But then again, if you knew it was true, it's hard to keep your mouth shut, you know? Yeah, for sure. They'd be locked away for uh, telling your, your truth, but that would suck. Oh, you're yeah, you're crazy. Let's lock this guy up. Yeah, you just... You just never know. Uh, great story, John. Um, like I said, we'll be posting some pictures up on our Instagram. Check it out. Clap by Fire Podcast on Instagram. Hop on and look at some pictures. Other than that, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Peace.